Hello and happy Monday. Welcome to a cold brew conversation podcast with Candace King. I hope you've been well. I know I took, uh, I took last week off and I hope you've been taking care of yourselves because I'm going to be real honest. I, um, I've not, I have not, I have made it my mission to make sure that my days are as stuck to the gills with activities and a list of stressful tasks that need to be done. I like that has been, I'm like, if I could make a list of all the things that will weigh heavily on my soul and being so that I walk amongst this earth with the other people and they look at me going, what is, what is going on with that woman? And why does she look like she just wants to lay on the floor in the middle of the Walgreens? Then that, that's me. That is, and you know, want to, you want to know what I call that? I have a new word for it. I have a new word for that. And, you know, I know a lot of people like to do like, oh, hot girl summer and stuff like that. No. And this is just like, I think this is, it's a verb it is the act. It is summering. There's no hot girl summer. And I'm not going to do like, a, oh, it's like stressed out moms. No, it's none of that. This is the act of summering. It is, it is hot. It is unbearable. And it's just always at the surface. It's just always bubbling at the surface of like a total breakdown. It's like simmering, but it's summering. You know, it's too much summering where you're just about to like it. You go from summering to then just like boiling over at a certain point. And I have not boiled over yet. I I did almost, I did. I did break a little bit this week. Summer, summer broke me a little this week. As you know, I moved, which went terribly as most moves do. And if I've ever, if you ever say, oh, a move went so well, I, I love moving Candace. I love it. It's my favorite thing. Then you know what? Um, I'm concerned for you. I'm concerned for how, for, for how you view the world. Cause I don't think moving, moving is not supposed to be pleasant. You know, it's like, I go to the dentist. Do I love going to the dentist? No, I don't. Do I hate going to the dentist? No, I don't, but it's, I do it. And it, you know, it's like moving. I do hate moving though. I do hate it. Like I really resent it. And I know I feel very grateful. I have a home. I have a place. I, I was able to move. Like what, what a blessing. So many blessings, you know, so many blessings. Sometimes you also got to just like say it how it is. And moving is a big pain in the ass. So that's how the summer started. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Like every day, I feel like I moved into a house. It's an old house. I've talked about this. It's kind of like that, um, you know, that arcade game where like gophers pop up and every time you think like one, one's like good because you like smacked it down then, but like another one pops up and then I'm really good at that game. I'm good at just hitting the shit out of some gophers at an arcade studio, you know, like at an arcade hall, I will hit the shit out of some gophers but I'll be darned. They just keep on popping up. They keep on popping up and I keep smacking them down. And that is what the act of summering feels like. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, all these little victories, like it seems good. Like I, you know, I had a friend come over to my house and she's like, Oh, you got a TV on the wall. And I say, yeah, she's like, it's beautiful. I said, thank you. I said, it doesn't work. It's defective. It's defective. We've, we've, uh, me and the, in the, in the team that had, that has, it helps me purchase this TV and also helped me get it on the wall and was here for a whole day doing it. 
um, after uh, many phone calls and texts, we've all come to the conclusion that it is a defective television. So, um, you know, and then that's, that's the gopher just popping his head up going, ha ha, you got to smack me down again. If you want the tickets to go get like a little, a ring pop at the end of this. Oi, oi. I know. And I really thought I was going to have this nice, relaxing summer. I was like, this is great. I'll move. I will have downtime so I can settle into the home, you know, really kind of get everything ready for my kids. Summer's just such a long, you know, like drones on. I'm going to have all this free time. I have had zero free time. I don't know what the heck I did to myself. I, a couple months ago, I, I was, I had not moved and my kids were with their dad and I was looking at the summer schedule and I realized I was like, you know what? They're, what are we doing? That's fun. I got, I got nothing fun planned. What are we doing? And I did too much planning. I did too much. I overdid it. I overdid it. You know, sometimes you overdid it and then you done it. And that's what I done. Overdid it. So I actually am not home barely at all. Um, but we are having fun. You know, we, we are. Like I know, like when I look at the pictures of the things that I am doing, I look at the picture. I'm like, that's a fun picture. I like looking at this picture. The act of looking at this picture is fun. And, and then, and then I, I don't really remember like the actual like time of taking the photo. Cause it's just like chaos trying to keep, you know, it's, it's the spinning plates you know, we got, we got summering with the gopher and then a, a vacation with the, with kids is like spinning plates. You know, we got, we got the arcade with the gopher and then we got the circus of traveling with kids. And that's what I did. And in all seriousness, it really was a fun trip. Um, I know I'm not the only person affected by this, but I definitely uh, got caught up in the fact that there were just like hundreds of flights like canceled and, um, j- just canceled, like not even here's a backup option. Give us a call. We'll book you on another flight. Like that wasn't even, it was just like, like the airline ghosted us. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't even like a message of like, Hey, y- you had a flight from Nashville to San Francisco. And like, we were into it. We were ready to take that trip with you. But unfortunately, you know, it's not you, it's us, you know, we just, we can't do that right now, but I'll be thinking like, there was none of that. There was no, there was no graceful exit to this, this, you know, date that I had assigned for me and my kids to, to fly to San Francisco. It was instead waking up at 445 to just no flight, no flight, 445 in the morning, mind you. Um, so very dark outside, very confused. Luckily I'd not left my house yet. And I checked my flight to see that it was going to be on time and it was just gone. It was just canceled, just canceled, ghosted, ghost. That's what these airlines are doing. They're just ghosting us. And I know it's like a bigger thing, but I know it's like very frustrating when it happens. Um, pulled out some ideas. I basically, I was like, well, Christmas came early guys. So this is now everyone's Christmas present and birthday present. But, uh, I booked us on a flight the next day. And the only way to get from, I basically was trying to get to Carmel, which is this really beautiful, like beachside town, um, in Northern California. And I, we have, I have friends there 
And so we were going to go stay with them, me and my, my two young children. And, um, and so in order to get to this like small airport that we were trying to get to, the only other option the following day was to fly through LA. And, uh, and that's what we did. But then I'm like, well, I can't. And and then there was a nine hour layover, a nine hour layover. And look, if it was just me alone, I'm going to be real with you. Maybe an unpopular opinion. I love an airport hang. I love an airport during the day. I do not like an overnight airport hang where everything shuts down. Like I think airports should stay open like K spas. I think airports should run like a Korean spa where everything just stays open 24 hours. You can always get like a bip and bop, you know, maybe go for a steam. You can like sleep on like a nice, um, like on a, on like a mat on like a, on a, on like a crystal floor that's like heated and it's like circulating your blood for you or whatever the, the stone room that you're in is doing for you. I love a case spa. And I also love equally a daytime airport hang with a long layover. I love it. I love, I thrive in that environment because one of my favorite places in the whole world is at an airport bar because I get to have a cocktail. I get to have a little glass of wine and then I just perch there on the bar and wait for the unlucky people who sit next to me. And then I talk their ear off, ask them a million questions. And you know who the most open and vulnerable people are besides like a therapy office, airport bar, airport bar, because you're coming and going, you know, it's anonymous in a way, like you're not going to see these people again. So people just like open up and they're always leaving something or on the way to something. And there's like, it's like the transitional, like kind of in between time. And so I I love a conversation at airport bar. That is number one. Number two might also be an unpopular opinion. I love an express spa, love an express spa. I miss their membership program. I was, I was an express spa member and I love a chair massage and I've never had a bad massage at an express spa in the chairs. And I know that some people might not think that like some people are not into sitting in a chair in a public space and having someone like dig their elbows into your back. But you know what? It gets the job done. And I'm not a massage person where I want to sit there and relax. I don't want to relax. I want, I want the thing in my neck that's hurting to stop hurting. And I think that is really achieved very well sitting in like awkwardly in like a, that chair where you're kind of like hugging downwards and you're kind of like shoving your, your head is still in that like donut hole thing, but you're kind of like perched as if you're like, as if you're, um, like riding, like if you're like laying down on a horse or something a little bit, like you're, you know, your, your legs are kind of like, you're like mounted on this, in this very weird position. But all I know is I think that that is the ideal massage position in my opinion. So you get awesome, vulnerable bar side chats with strangers. You can hit up the express spa magazines, you know, I mean, there's so you can go through all the magazines and I know you're technically supposed to buy them, but you know, if you got a long layover, you just stand there, you just stand there and take your time and just flip through the magazines. You, you can go some travel and leisure. You can do some food and wine magazine. You can get some celebrity gossip in, um, And another amazing, fun thing that I love in an airport, that I absolutely love in an airport, is a duty-free shop 
or a makeup store. And you don't have to, like, I know for, sorry, I'm about to spill my iced coffee. And of course you can't, like, I know at a duty free shop, you can't, like, I know you have to have like the ticket in order to buy things. Like you have to be flying internationally. So even if you don't do that, you can walk around and test out all this. Like I, I, you know, I go in there and just throw all the La Mer products all over me, all over. I'm just rub them right in my hands, right in my hand. I have the most moisturized hands I'll ever have is a long layover at an airport. So all of those reasons I think are fantastic reasons to just, if you've got a long layover, you stay at the airport, you indulge in an airport. And I think the best Bloody Marys are at an airport lounge. They don't make a meal out of it. You know, I just want, I just want a little tomato juice with a kick, a few little spices, some horseradish, maybe, maybe I love a lime juice. I love it like a, I like when you can taste the lime in it. I don't want my Bloody Mary to be a meal. I don't want bacon and like a charcuterie board coming out of it. That's too much. I'm not trying. This is not gazpacho. It's a cocktail. Two very different things. And somehow they've really, especially in the U.S. here, we're, we're, we're getting a little too crazy with our Bloody Marys. We've got to reel it in, reel it in. So if it had just been me for a nine hour layover at LAX, I would have crushed it. But it was not. It was me and my seven-year-old and two-and-a-half-year-old. So um, I would have, I would have uh, not handled that well because I'm going to be honest, they would not have handled that well. They, they don't appreciate an express spa, um, and they're not old enough to have Bloody Marys. So, uh, so we had to get out of there. I actually booked a car service because <laughs> if I'd rented a car, if you've ever rented a car at LAX, it is a nightmare. It is so stressful. You got to get it. Like you have to wait so long to get on one of those buses because it, like they just never come around ever, ever. I mean, it, it's a whole thing to rent a car from LAX. And then I would have had to like drop it off and do the whole thing. So anyway, and it's just me and my two kids and all of our luggage. So, so I did the thing I did. This is, you know, the big Christmas present. I booked a car service for the nine hour layover threw all our luggage in the car service even came with a car seat. So everyone's safe. And I took my kids on my favorite LA day, which is, I highly recommend as well, which is going to the Grove. There's an amazing little French cafe called Monsieur Marcel. And it's like in the back corner of the farmer's market. And so we went there, we had some amazing little French brunch. Um, and then we went to the Getty and I love the Getty. And I know a lot of people, it's like, that sounds nice. Like I'm taking my kids to an art museum. It's really beautiful. Like you take a little train up there and I'm going to be honest. I really don't even look at the art all that much. Like I do a little bit, but there is this beautiful like grass, like patch of grass right above the, I think it's called the Japanese like floral garden and Japanese garden. And you can just sit there and picnic and the kids just like roll down the hill and it, and you just feel like a million miles away, but you're right there in LA looking at the view. So it was really amazing. You know, it was really, really a beautiful way to spend a layover. We made the most of our travel hiccup, made it back to LAX in time for our flight later that evening. And we made it to Carmel. The day started at uh, 4.45 that morning as well. And uh, it ended around 9, 8.30 or 9 p.m. So <laughs> with a time change, but you know what? We, we crushed it. We did it. And that really, um, became the theme for the rest of the trip. It was, it was really, really magical. We got to stay with friends and 
and they have a two, a two and a half year old as well. And, and so all of our kids played and, and, uh, we just had the best time, you know, they live out on a ranch, so there's horses and, and amazing dogs and, and we went to a river, you know, which, and then we were like, why the fuck are we at this river? We have between us, we have two, two year olds, you know, and, and you know who, you know, who really doesn't like walking through a river with rocks and it's cold two year olds. Fun fact, us adults, we loved it. My seven-year-old loved it, but the two-year-olds, not so much. So, um, you know, but it was beautiful, beautiful. Again, that's a moment where you look back on the pictures and you're like, I really enjoy looking at this photo. And (laughs) it was very funny, actually. We were, we were in a Big Sur and I want to say it's called like the, the Red Roof. It's something, the inn, like there's Red Inn. I forget what it's called, but it's a famous restaurant area and it's, it really is beautiful, great food. It's also like a little hotel and there's this gorgeous, like babbling brook river that goes most like up to your knees. So it really, and they have like those Arendok, Arendok, I don't, I don't know the proper pronunciation because the chairs drive me nuts just like everyone else, but they do put the chairs like in the river. So it's really, it's cool. It is very, very cool. But before we went down to the river, we got there early for breakfast and, uh, we did the thing where we sit, we all sit down, we like put the kids orders in and then we followed up with the most important question to, you know, the waiter, which is what's the Wi-Fi password? Because if we're going to be able to sit and actually put food into our mouths, uh, with two, two year olds at this table, we need the Wi-Fi password to put, to put, you know, Miss Rachel on her phones you know, Blippi's coming to brunch with us is all I'm saying. Like we can't do brunch without Blippi. Blippi's the most important part of brunch. And the waiter responded that there was no Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi. And again, this is another scenario that had it just been us grownups, we would have been like, oh, this is amazing. This is wonderful. But the fear on our faces and the deep breath we collectively as the adults, the three adults took it was me, my friend and her husband, who was also my friend, but that we took it just knowing like, whew, okay, this is, this is what we're committing to. We're here now. We're here now. And we, and we will get through this together. And we did, you know, we did a couple of screams and tantrums later. Um, one bird who did come and eat, you know, who took some pancakes, like a little, little fly in and pancake, a little pancake, little pancake popper on the way out. Um, yep. So that was, it's all, it's all part of the adventure, but it did get us talking at the table. Like how did this other generation of parents go out without iPads or phones? Like we, I cannot imagine, like it now makes a lot of sense why parents back, like in our generation, me and my friends, like our generations of parents, like we were talking about it. Like I would just, my mom would be like, okay, okay, elementary school aged daughter of mine. Yeah. You can ride your bike to your friend's house. That is multiple neighborhoods away where there are a bunch of cars driving and you refuse to wear your helmet and you're going to wear headphones with your disc man. And, um, and then I'm just going to trust that you made it there. And then eventually you'll come back before it's nighttime. And I'd be like, okay, bye. And I can't even like, 
I like I I watch my daughter walk to the bathroom where I can like see the entrance to the bathroom door and I'm just like, oh my gosh, did she make it? She made it. She made it. And then I'm just like staring at the door waiting to see her walk out. I mean, it is just a different, it's a different time of parenting. Like I understand now why our parents were just like, go, you got this. Cause I, I need, I need a break. I need a moment for my sanity because they never got that at meals. They never got that at meals. I also, I do like distinctly remember thinking like how often I'd be like at a meal with the kids menu and like the kids menu, I would turn that into a piece of art. Like that was, that was just, it was like, Ooh, like, you know, knuckle crack. Give me the other crayons. I'm going to step back everyone. I'm going to really work on this. I've got to focus because there was nothing else to do. It was that, or you hope that you end up at like some fun restaurant where no one cares if you run around and do crazy things. Like I remember there was one, like a Mexican restaurant in Orlando where you like, they had, it was, uh, they would press their own tortillas there. And if you went up to the tortilla, you could like go and ask for like the dough and they would give you like a round ball of the dough. And to, and that was like, that was a whole thing. Like I, and that would be, that would take up the whole dinner for me. I was just like me and any other kids over there would be like, Oh, this is crazy. You'd like roll it up into smaller balls. You throw it at each other. You try eating it. And then definitely like, and wonder if you're like, Oh, we're going to get sick later. But just like a, like, that's what we, that's what we were working with. We weren't working with Miss Rachel or Elmo hour or blippy or any of that, or like Mario Kart for my seven year. We weren't working with any of that. We were finding creativity in, in tortilla dough. I mean, they, they didn't have that either at this brunch place. Cause I, I would have asked them for that at that point. It was pretty, you know, we were hanging on by a thread, but we did it and it was fantastic and it was very, very fun. And so we enjoyed our time with our friends up there. I also took my littles to, uh, back to LA and had a few days on the West side. It basically was one big tour of friends of mine with other little kids who have similar age children as my children. And so that was, that was, that was like the big summer thing is kind of getting all the kids together. And, uh, but we went to LA, I got a little Airbnb on the West side and, um, and kind of like Santa Monica, Venice, Marina del Rey, like the West side, if you don't know LA very well. And, uh, and it was a very stark, like a very big difference from the Carmel experience. We're in a ranch, you know, we're driving like these like very open spaces where you don't see a lot of people. And then in LA, it's just like crazy and you're in the city. And one of the perks of this Airbnb that I got was that you could walk to the beach. We were just like a block away from the beach and I get my kids into the Airbnb get us unpacked. And they're like, please, mommy, can we go to the beach, 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 beach? And I was like, okay. So I get their swimsuits on. Like we start walking and we got like little pails and buckets and we walk down the little alleyway. My seven-year-old just goes, oh, mommy, is that blood? And, uh, and I was like, yeah, yes, it is. That is, that is, she said like human blood. I was like, well, Probably, probably. Yep. Yes, it is. So, uh, we're back in LA, back in LA on the West side. It was, uh, you know, just part of the experience, part of the experience. 
Uh, we did make it to the beach. The beach was lovely. Um, I did read that I think that the water was toxic, so I do feel better about not having the children swim in it um, at that point. They were just kind of like looking at it and we were playing in the sand. Oof. Oof. Um, and a, a lot of sirens. Lots of sirens. But also, really beautiful weather. Great to see a lot of friends. And um, a lot of special memories made. So, you know, sometimes you get, we had a little ranch life. We had a little country life. We had a little, a little city life. And, uh, and all was good until I realized that I, um, made it home with the kids, crushed it, crushed the travel day, no layovers needed. Um, but I got everyone put, put to bed that night after we'd been traveling, you know, got, got things kind of settled, unpacked a bit, laid down. And then around like 11 o'clock that night, I like sprinted up, I like sprung up out of bed, like, (gasps) because I realized I left my car keys in LA at the Airbnb, Mm -hmm. which would be fine. Except I didn't realize that like this car key in particular, when I called the dealership that I cannot just have made, like I can't like ask for an extra key. The only solution was to uh, get my car towed to the dealership and then they would plug a computer to my car and then have to order a key from Germany. So I went for the other route, which was to ask the Airbnb family to hopefully look for my car key. And I knew exactly where it was. And they said, Nope, it's not there. And I went, Hmm, well, that's unfortunate. Then I must be going crazy. And then luckily I tried one more time and said, are you sure? Are you sure it's not right there? And that one drawer to the right of the thing. And luckily before a tow truck came to my house, they found the key. And an overnight later, I got it. I got it. So, you know, it's like out of a, it was, I think it ended up being, it was like a 10 day trip and I may have lost my mind a little and my key, but I got it back. My key, my mind is still gone. Summering, you know, uh, summering too hard. And, uh, yeah, cause I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm traveling right now as this episode is coming out. I would have been in two different States, two different States just today, heading to Florida and I'm heading to Colorado. And then right when I get back, I go, I go on another trip. What, who is this? What, why did I do this to myself? Why do we do this to ourselves? Why, why? I don't know. I do not know. But what I do know is that if I get stuck with a nine hour layover while I'm traveling by myself, I'm not going to be mad at it. And if you ever see me sitting at an airport bar, come on over, come on over, say hello. I'll order you a Bloody Mary. Well, thanks for hanging out with me this morning. I hope you all are taking care of yourselves. I've had so many great episodes of Super Bloom come out. 
I'm in a transition time when it, for all my uh, social media stuff, I'm getting new graphics made. It's gonna be very cute. It's gonna be very fun. It's just taking a little t- time because um, I just need to get all my ducks in a row. But I wanted to tell you about these episodes because they're really great. I had a fantastic conversation with Christy Carlson Romano. You guys might know her from back in the day from Even Stevens. She was like a queen, the queen of Disney. Um, we had a fantastic conversation just about like LA back in the early aughts, if you love that stuff and, and her podcast company Podco, which is crushing it, crushing, it. especially if you love rewatch podcasts, they've got a re- lot of really, really fun ones. Um, but we had such a fun talk. Uh, so check out Christy Carlson Romano. Also, if you're a big reader, um, you've probably heard of Emily Henry and I got to hang out with her and Emily is the freaking coolest. Um, I'm a big fan. I've read a bunch of her books. Um, I want to read all of them. I'm a couple in, I have a few more to go. Um, but we had a wonderful conversation about writing and where we seek our inspiration and, you know, how she's kind of taken over this like kind of like rom-com literary world by storm and, and kind of like removing the word guilty from guilty pleasure um, highly recommend it. And, and if you do need another good book to read, please go get it. I I'm, it, it's so good. I read this a few months ago, but it's called want me and it's by Tracy Clark Flory. And Tracy is a journalist who writes about sex and, um, she's basically like a sex journalist, uh, who's had an incredible career. She's written essays for so many publications. You've probably seen her in a magazine or a website or something, but her book is called want me. And she talks a lot about, especially if you're my age, if you're 36, um, if you're in this age range, she talks kind of about, you know, what we were exposed to from pop culture and how we've kind of grown up with the internet and internet culture and how it pertains to sex and how we as a society have viewed sex from like this generation's perspective. And she also talks about, um, her relationship with her mom, which seems like a crazy segue, but it's not. And you'll understand why when we talk, cause it's also just like generally generationally, you know, how we, you know, we were specifically talking to us as like who are as women who, um, how our mothers kind of, were introduced to sex as like from pop culture in their generation and then how we were and then like how, you know, the whole like, ugh, I'm, I'm kind of like, just go listen to it. Go listen to it. You will not regret it. Um, if you're a Vampire Diaries fan, I got one of those episodes for you too. I hung out with Claire Holt and we caught up a few weeks ago. We talk about uh, Vampire Diaries originals. We even talk about legacies because Claire was on uh, episodes of the legacies as well. And we get into kind of, you know, identity and, and how, especially with motherhood and, and like in the entertainment industry. Um, but we talk a lot about vampire diary stuff. So go check that out. And last but not least, uh, this past week, uh, I have a great episode with another Candace. Uh, her name is Candace Nicholas Lipman. We just have like, this is one of those conversations that by the end of it, my, my brain felt lighter, my soul felt fuller and my heart beat felt stronger. You know how those go, (laughs) you know, those kinds of conversations, (laughs) like it felt like an airport bar conversation. Like it just, we just went there. We got fucking deep and it was so lovely. Uh, and we talk a lot about like faith and, and especially like, I just, 
they've, the, my, the conversations have been so good. They've been so beautiful. Um, they've been so yummy and full of like good life, yummy stuff. And I've done such a shit job of advertising them <laughs> and I'm going to get better. You know, summer, you're not going to get me. I'm going to get all those groundhogs down all the groundhogs. I'm just going to I'm going to knock them down. Summer, you will not win. You will not break me, Summer. You will not break me. See you next week. And by see you, I mean, you can listen to me talk next week. And you, you know what I mean. This has been a Super Bloom podcast hosted by me, Candace King, produced by Melissa D. Montz and Diamond Imprint Productions and advertisement partnerships with ACAST.